You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 169. Nice. <laughs> God damn it. Recorded May 10th, 2023. The topic for this episode is Cloud Strider Legacies Part 2. I am your host for this episode, and my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Hello. Yo. Yo. I have some podcast info for you. Uh, we encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey, it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can send us a review wherever you can find the podcast. Uh, Apple is probably the preferred place and the number of stars is five stars. Uh, you can also find us in our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub, or there is also a link in the description of this episode. You can find us on Instagram at guardiansoflore or guardians of lore if you want to be pedantic. Uh, if you'd like to support, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit kofi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps, and we really do appreciate it. We do. Thank you. Finger guns. Uh, thank you to our newest subscriber. Oh, another new subscriber in just the next episode since last time that happened. Well, I guess I set a precedent last time. So you know what that means. Time for another fresh intro for none other than Saladin's Croutons. For every one of you that subscribes, we're going to do one of these intros again. So let's spin. That is the best name ever. I love it. I am so glad I checked it today <laughs> before we started. Best name, name ever. And thanks again to our subscribers of Valragna, Linkman22, Curse Breaking Reckoner, Warlock Doom, and Unnamed Guardian, Less Than Three. And Firebired, let's not forget. We appreciate all of you for, uh, like, I don't know, to for subscribing every single month and giving us your hard-earned money so we can do this and put on this wreck of a podcast for you. So, thank you. We really do appreciate it. It's less of a wreck, but more like a fire that's just, like, spreading like it, it's, it's smoldering in the bushes yes. like waiting to come for you exactly it's lapping at your ankles you're like that hurts what is that oh it's this podcast exactly <laughs> it's coming to get you um you can also find our info on the lordnetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators we're still there it's that burn that you feel <laughs> <It's us. laughs> i think there's an ointment for that Burn in your nethers. 
Oh, God. It's our secondary podcast. You can find it on ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to make a second podcast. God damn it. <laughs> anyway. Man, it's been a week, okay? This week in Guardians of Lore, the Twoggle. There was some exotic armor tuning the preview for next season, season 21, a season of the deep season of the giant eyeball season of Sloan being taken a season of there's so much happening next season. Yeah. Season of me not having to grind my power level. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Cause I have been lazy like guardian games. Are you done with guardian games? Guardian games started. Were we correct in saying that it was exactly the same as last year. Yeah. Oh my God. It was exactly the same as last it's year. Exactly the same. And the year before and the year before. How are you enjoying um, spaghettified hung jury? Uh, I, I like it. Baja blast hung jury. Is that what people are calling it? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I really like it. It's a good gun. I'm here for it. I have some pretty good roles that I'm now like coveting. Same. They gave us the best role of the gun. Right? Like just flat out. They're like, here, you don't have to go for this gun. We're just going to give you the best one. Like, hey, great. Neat. And like, honestly, like it might not have been the best, like five perks out of five perks, but it is damn near. Oh, it's it's really good. It, it's it is good. Yeah, I'll take what I can get. Like the grinding after that, after getting that initial one is purely Mm -hmm. just like trying to beat out the other two perks that aren't perfect. Right. I got one with hatchlings on it. Yeah. uh, Which is good. I really like that one. I got a fourth times with explosive payload and that one's really good. So I'm enjoying both of those a lot. What's that one is it um, the Tremors one? What is that? Kinetic Tremors? Kinetic Tremors. I don't know if it comes with Kinetic Tremors. Do you know? I think it does. Because I feel like that would be a really good role. It would. Like, I don't know much about that perk, but I just started learning about it today from people because they're like, no, that's what you want on this. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Think think of it as Firefly, but for kinetic body shots. Oh, so what, like gut shot kinetic tremors? Like, and it does not get kinetic tremors. Ew, I don't really do body shots. I try not to, at least. So it's not so much like specifically body shots. It's more that God, I. Let me pull up the actual perk. Two and a half minutes and a very sidetracked Formula One conversation later. Each of you has done something to limit the problem. Congratulations. Well, change your car. You've got a problem. Change your fucking car. You change your car because Checo has been saying the car is fucked. And the driver has been going out. Speak to my drivers. Okay. Uh, sustained kinetic damage to a target emits a shock wave that damages any nearby targets. Scoring multiple hits against a single target emits three damaging shock waves from its location at the time of activation. So it's like incandescent, but kinetic? Yes. Cool. 
and like I I kept thinking of it as Firefly, but kinetic, and it doesn't rely on like just headshots. See, that's cool. I'll definitely have to look out for guns with that on it. I'm really interested in trying that out. I just like I I don't really go after like new roles of things. I usually kind of right. stick to like the tried and true roles because I know how right. those work and how they work with my playstyle. So I'm like slowly trying to become more familiar with the newer stuff. So hey, if you guys want to just like tweet at me at hey it's working, let me know some of your new fun favorite roles of new guns that you guys are finding out about especially that work with strand really well because i got those like swarmers boots haven't taken them off since the last episode <laughs> still using them like let me know i would love to hear about all of your strand guns that have you know fun new stuff on them but yeah so i'm still doing guardian games what <laughs> But and see, yeah. I, I got done in like the first three or four days and I haven't been on since I decided I was going to grind it all out as quick as possible because I just bounty the event is not fun to me. Like judging by the, the community's reaction, like I don't think a lot of people are really fond of it. They got rid of the revelry and they got rid of like crimson days for this right like I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the revelry did that people didn't like like i i know that the quick charging abilities buff was very rough in pvp but like if they would have done away with that aspect and restricted it to like just in the activity it wouldn't have been bad but instead we get bounty the event and it's just i'm i'm so done with it i'm wondering if it's because um because it was in the infinite forest it was and so it was just infinite forest part two and so people were like i'm not into doing the infinite forest again and and that might have been it because like it, it was the haunted forest because we had just done it in october yeah right but sunshine and daisies right and it was pretty it was it was exactly the same thing but in right. the daytime exactly like it, it was haunted forest but in the daytime and there wasn't a big scary thing popping out out of nowhere yeah like it it was enough variation mm -hmm. that but it was actually infinite because it was a speed run yes you weren't limited to you need to kill X number of like bosses before the end. And it was like, you can do this as long as you want to. And I'm trying to remember like what the full on length that I, I got to. Cause like I'd have to look right, right. It's, it's still on. You can still look at an emblem and see how far you got. And like, it had to do with like how much rebel, like rebel Rick light you made. And it was like how much, like how many orbs you made because you had to kill enemies as fast as you could. The number of branches cleared in the verdant forest. Yeah. Although I, th I think that's accumulative because I don't think I did 503 in a single run. No, that must have been. Um, I know I did a lot with you when we did that because I remember I played with you a lot. Right. But. 
It was fun. I liked all the antlers that you could get from drinking the things. Right. But at the same time, that was when Zero Hour came out. That was part of the same event because that's when Arbalest came out. Because Arbalest came out during that event. Yeah. I, I remember that. It was a good time. I'm really sad that we don't have it anymore because we have this instead. Not Olympics, the Olympic event. And I'm wondering if, like, the reason they didn't touch it at all is just because it's already done, it's canned, it's in, like, they they don't have to touch it. Yeah. So it's just, like, people get put onto other projects, and this is just kind of, like, forgotten until it's time to roll it out. I'm pretty certain that's probably what it is. But it's also, like... Think about it this way. Is this the worst possible time every single year? It's like one year the Almighty is coming. It's going to crash into us. Hold on. Hold on to the Almighty for three weeks. We got to do like the Olympic bounty, the event. Well, but like. Got to do Guardian Games. Hold on. Well, but like. So so the thing is, especially during that season, it was more of like, well, we've got nothing to do. You know what? Let's just do bounty the event. Uh. I just thought it was so funny. It's like this thing is crashing into us. We got to figure out what to do. Everything is like so prescient right now. Like we're going to die. Everyone kept staring at like the almighty coming closer and closer. And it was good. You could see it like every couple of weeks. They updated the skybox so you could see it coming mm-hmm. closer and closer. But hold on. We got to do bounty the event. <laughs> just <laughs> stop everything. The next time the pyramid ships are coming, hold on. Bounty the event has to happen. Stop everything. Planets are disappearing. Doesn't matter. Bounty the event. Like, are you serious? It's the worst possible time. This time, Amanda just died. Hold on. We had her funeral. We have to celebrate. Bounty the event. I mean, yeah. the most explosive event of all i I just bounty the event it's just i i'm (sighs) like i ran through this this event just so that i i could be done with it i have the seal Mm -hmm. i have some good rolls of the the weapons i'm just i'm done with it Unless they give me a specific reason to sit there and grind it next year, I'm I'm going to do the intro quest and then that's it. Like I said, I was just trying to get reveler, reveler and that's all I cared about. Right. I haven't quite finished my seal, so I couldn't get the other seal, but I'm like almost there. So I'll have it by next week. I kind of fucked up my hand at work, so I can't really use my mouse right now. So I can't really play. <laughs> so. Wow. Sucks to be you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, can't really play. So I can't like kill stuff in game. So I have to wait a couple more days. <laughs> anyway. um, So exotic armor tuning preview. They released that today. We have a couple that we're excited about. And we have a couple that we're very sad about. So, Elmist, what are you excited about? Uh, there's two different changes for Titan that I'm actually kind of looking forward to. There's okay. um, the second chance exotic. That is going to be changed so that the shield throw melee now weakens enemies. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, it's just like that weakening grenade and stunning a barrier champion with your shield throw now grants a, a single full melee charge. Oh, that's awesome. So like I can throw my, my shield stun a barrier champion and I have another shield throw. Oh, cool. Then the second one that I'm actually kind of excited about is Kepri's Horn. The solar damage that Kepri's Horn does is now going to scorch enemies. Oh, that's it? Yeah, that that's it. That's, that's, I mean, that's the entire exotic change. I, they're adding a verb to it, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just updating it. But like that, that makes it work with my solar build. Yeah, that's good. Uh, what about you? Okay, so this one is really niche. I really like the look of the Sanguine Alchemy robes, but they're hot garbage and totally useless. So I'm really glad that they are actually looking at the Sanguine Alchemy and they're going to completely change how they work. So now standing in a rift grants a non-stacking bonus to weapon damage matching your subclass damage type. So this damage bonus is the equivalent of two surge-like mods. So 17% PvE and 4.5% PvP. So it's like if you have if you're wearing the robes and you're standing in a rift. So now you have um I don't know, like a void like pulse rifle. Like you get I don't know extra PvE damage. Or you're well, using, you know, like PvE, like I don't know. It's it's for weapons anything. that match your subclass. So like if you're yeah. running solar, then your solar weapons get it. Or if you're wearing, like if it, you're using it, void, it, then your void weapons get it. Like it forces synergy between the weapons and the subclass. Yep. Or if you know you're running your your kinetic subclass and your kinetics <laughs> weapons get it. Just kidding. That's stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, um, just because I want to wear them because they're pretty. Literally, that's the only reason. I, I've I wanted a reason to wear them since they came out, and I have had zero reason to. <laughs> so I, I bet <laughs> any reason to wear them. I I bet. Okay, Let's tell me why you're sad now. They're fucking with my Dune Marchers. Oh no, the Dunies. So log power slaves gonna be sad about that too. They're reducing the range mm -hmm. from twenty meters to twelve meters. Oh no! And that's for the the actual like lightning chaining between enemies. Mm -hmm. And the PvP damage is gonna be nerfed from eighty five to fifty. Oh, that's sad. The chaining, like, dist the the range for that is gonna be universal. Oh, that's the part that I'm sad about because. I had fun running around Deepstone Crypt and just punching everything and taking care of an entire side of, you know, the, the Tanix encounter uh. with just my lightning. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm going to have to actually be a little more mindful of where I'm hitting, what enemies I'm hitting, because it's, it's not going to go exactly the way I want anymore. Mm -hmm. What about you? So they finally did it. We all knew it was coming. Starfire Protocol is now dead in the water. I'm really sad. Man, 
We had a good run, guys. Warlocks are all now lamenting the death of Starfire Protocol. They reduced the amount of energy gained per instance of damage from 20% to 2.5%. That is such a My nerf. God. That nerf is so big. And I'm like, okay, you don't want us to use it anymore. I get it. Fuck us then, I guess. Might as well go die. Like, I get it. I won't use it anymore. And, and what what exactly does Starfire do? Starfire Protocol gives you two fusion grenades. It also gives you um every time you get damage, you that you get energy back per damage instance. So if you have the fusion grenade tick in Solar 3.0 that will burst twice with each fusion grenade. Yeah. Then you get energy gained per damage, 20% back with each bit of damage. And then you can stack it with other parts, like within your solar build for warlocks. So if you're very good with like, you have a hundred percent grenade damage or a hundred percent like grenades in your build and you have your build built a certain way that you can like immediately get your grenades back. If you're doing like big PP damage on things, which is why all warlocks used it. Okay. This is why they were like so good in like individual damage for bosses and raids and stuff because they do big, big damage. Cause like the, the only time that I really knew to use it or knew how it was used was because of, um, Atheon. Yeah, it's because they give you can get your grenades back really quickly and they do a lot of damage. Okay. So it has to do with how you build that like singular build. And it's not just Atheon, like they do really good damage in like in all raids against bosses. Right. And just like everywhere. I mean, like I can get my grenade back immediately in most things. Like that was my solar build. Right. Right. And and it, which is most everybody's solar build like with Starfire Protocol. Like that that was the main reason I knew about it was just because like Atheon. Yeah. No, it's it's like the main Atheon one. The other one, Verity's Brow is kind of like that was the go-to before Starfire kind of took over. Gotcha. Um and it's because Solar 3.0 made Starfire like super nutty. But um, you can do some really good builds with like Verity's Brow. You just have to kind of like pair it with a really good weapon. So the change that they made is that it reduced the amount of energy gained per instance of damage from 20 to 2.5. Empowered weapon kills now grant 20% grenade energy. So it's going to act more like Verity's Brow now. And you'll still have two fusion grenades. Gotcha. So you just have to pair it with a good gun but they do have dev commentary on here um and i do want to read it because it's just yeah so this says oh starfire protocol this exotic has been strong for a long time ever since solar 3.0 dropped and fusion grenades became much more powerful for warlocks in making these changes we didn't want to completely rob the exotic of its benefits But right now, Starfire Protocol is one of the best single target damage boosting exotics. 
combined Wither Horde or Wolfpack rounds with a rocket launcher with Demolitionist, and you essentially get an infinite loop of rockets and double detonating grenades, and it's sucking all of the air out of the room. These changes are intended to tamp down on passive weapon damage, giving you your grenades back too quickly. You still probably get an extra grenade or two per damage phase, while also pushing it away from single target damage dominance and more towards neutral play. So they understand that it's not going to get used at all at, at, at this point. Yep. Like that is they fully understand it. And that is why they're they're making the decision. Yep. <sighs> Frustration. Oh, no, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I, I, I realized that. Mm hmm. I mean, they did the same thing. Like Stompy's got a huge nerf. Yeah. This. There's a lot of them dead. So it's just, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. But that was my big sad of all of this. And they put it very last on the entire list. And I'm like, cool. Neat. Right. Uh, last, really but sad. definitely least now. Yep. Uh, That's rough. Yeah. Anyway, um, what have you been up to this week, Alamist? We haven't done this in a while. I've been streaming Pokemon. <gasps> How are your Pokemon going? Uh, I am. So for those who don't know, uh, I've been streaming the Pokemon games from like the oh. very, very first games. And I've been mm -hmm. progressing through the series. Where can people find you on Twitch? Uh, Twitch.tv slash I underscore am underscore Elemist. Typical. It branding. Um, <laughs> Lol. But so I'm currently on Pokemon Crystal and I am so done with 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 Gen 2. The second gen, it like it's it's tough. The way that all the gym leaders work is that each one is a different typing that they they specify in that they they specialize in and the eight gyms in the the region that you start in the second generation are completely different than the typings in the first region from the first generation so like you have a flying type you have a dragon type steel ghost and looking at the actual typings the grass starter is the absolute worst of the three but in gen one the grass starter was the strongest and it's it is a weird hurdle that i meant that, that i had to jump through mentally and the power curve is just god awful trainers at the final gym are like level 20 and the gym leader is level 40 I'm so done with with Johto. That sounds like miserable and also like you're having a lot of fun with it. So I don't know if you really like it or you really hate it. it it's a I can't tell. It's a mix of both. And I'm I'm doing a franchise lock. So like I'm trying not to I'm I'm using a duplicate clause. So like if I've already caught it and used it in battle, I cannot use it anywhere else in the franchise. So like Red version, I started with Charmander, and I got it all the way up to Charizard. That means nowhere else in the franchise I can use Charmander, Charmeleon, or Charizard. 
so I'm I'm sitting there really thinking out like, okay, if I use this Pokemon here, that means I don't have access to this one later on. Or, you know, I want to use it here because it learns this move or, you know, they changed its typing starting with this generation. I'm putting a lot of forethought into the team I'm trying to use and Pokemon I'm trying to save for later on and why I'm saving them. And I'm having fun with the planning. Well, that's fun. I mean, as long as you're having a good time doing it, that's what matters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What about you? What have you been up to? Um, so, you know that I lost my first switch in the great tsunami of two years ago. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, I dropped it. The great tsunami. I dropped my switch in the bathtub and had to buy a new one. <laughs> so The great tsunami. <laughs> the great tsunami is that I dropped my switch in the bathtub and had to buy a new one. So, I have been redoing my island since then in animal crossing but i kept getting distracted and um yeah so i'm still rebuilding the same island from two years ago because <laughs> <laughs> i kept getting distracted so people have finally moved on to my island that i've still been rebuilding from two years ago <laughs> i forgot that i made it a, sou- a southern hemisphere island so now it's fall uh, and my pumpkins look really good but because it's fall um all the mushrooms are coming up right now and i'm like that's weird why are there mushrooms oh yeah it's october there but it's not because it's may so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um wild wild stuff so i yeah the southern hemisphere island go burr quite literally in like a month or two because <laughs> there's gonna be snow you're like my god it's so hot in here thank god there's snow on my island exactly man <laughs> july there's snow everywhere <laughs> burr but yeah so i've been playing animal crossing um and zelda's coming out soon yes and there's also like because of nintendo has all of those like really old games on it that i just like <clears throat> never played yeah the uh when i was like a really little kid obviously because i was like not born yet so (laughs) for like original nintendo the nintendo online or super nintendo online the n64 online right um and nintendo's i just didn't have so um i asked my older brother i'm like hey so are there any games you recommend and he's like yeah a bunch I'm like, well, why didn't I play them like when we were kids? He's like, because you were a baby. Why would you have played them? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, right. a, a lot of the games that like I, I still played them when yeah. I was a toddler. Yeah. I mean, he just did. I mean, he's the same one who had Halo and like didn't let me play it because it was a right. boys game. Right. So. I, so, I mean, I mean, of course, why, yeah, why would you play Halo? Uh, exactly. Why would I, why would I love Halo and want to play it? So you exactly. playing a first person shooter? Me? Never. I would never play a first person shooter. Why would I do that? <laughs> but I also, also this week I smashed my hand. Um, and so it hurts really bad. Orchid. 
I know. So I can't clicky clicky my mouse very well right now. So I'm using the wrong fingers so to you, play. So you can't clicky clicky your mouse. Okay. I'm using my middle finger and my pinky to play on my mouse and rolling the middle button with my ring finger. And so playing Destiny is really hard. Like, gotcha. You want you want a really difficult like that's hard. I might as well play with a controller, but that doesn't help me because like it still uses my hands. So I'm kind of like not playing Destiny at the moment. Switch doesn't really involve a whole lot of hand, but unfortunately, Destiny does. Anyway, that was my week. That's about it. Lore Network ad? Lore Network ad. Cool. The Lore Network. Even in the darkest of places, the light will always find a way through. If you're like me, then perhaps you're looking for a more in-depth conversation about Destiny lore. Welcome back, Guardians. My name is Samlab, and I craft bite-sized cinematic lore videos. So join me each week as I journey through some of Destiny's greatest mysteries. You can find me on youtube.com forward slash Samlab. Stay safe and Godspeed. How was that ad? It was soothing to the soul. It was soothing? I don't know about that. I hope it was. Maybe. Anyway, brief intro into the topic. These are the Cloud Strider legacies, which you earn during the quest for the Winterbite Exotic Glaive. It is so good and kind of broken. If you need to level up any energy weapons, they haven't fixed this yet. I don't know about the future. If you're listening to this right now as this comes out, put the glaive on like go kill some stuff with the glaive make sure you have an energy weapon that you need to level up on you don't need to kill stuff with the energy weapon just like melee stuff with the glaive and it'll level up your energy weapon because there's a bug it works trust me huh mm-hmm. the kinetic weapon won't level up the energy weapon will i wonder if I leveled up a sniper rifle doing that. I wonder if it's because on the back end, it still sees that it's a glaive and there are no other glaives in the heavy slot. I'm wondering that. So it just kind of assumes it's in the energy slot. Yeah. But I did that and it leveled up my sniper rifle. Oh. Yeah. So if you need to level up an annoying weapon or like a grenade launcher or something, then your energy slot, you know. Load up like Rasp of Avarice or something and just like kill a bunch of guys coming at you. Or, you know, tether something at Shirochi and then just like hit one of them, kill all of them. Yeah. It's pretty spicy. Anyway, um, for the first half of this book, go back and listen to episode 168. That was two episodes ago because we took a break. Anyway, I'm going to read this first one. Sounds good. Hmm. This is the Maelstrom. One, two, three. Eyes on me, niños. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That's right. It's Cloud Strider Day. What do the Cloud Striders do? Right again. They keep us all safe. And how do we tell them thank you? By remembering them. Today, we will learn about Maelstrom. Well, that's a new word, isn't it? 
Do you know what it means? A maelstrom is a big storm. A maelstrom is loud and scary, and it can cause a lot of damage. The Cloud Strider who picked Maelstrom as her call sign was also loud and scary. But she wasn't scary to us. She was scary to the Vets. She was a strong warrior who could fight as well as any of the Vex. But she was also a very smart leader who taught all of the other people on Neptune how to defend ourselves. And you know what she did? She started a special school called the Asser Academy. And you can go there today if you study hard and you want to learn to be a good leader like Maelstrom. They even train new Cloud Striders. But today, we mostly remember Maelstrom because she saved the whole city from the Uplift Coven. The Uplift Coven were humans, like you, but they were selfish and mean. Good people talk out their differences and find ways to fix their problems that help everyone. But the Uplift Coven hurt people and stole from people and they all wanted to be Cloud Striders. Why shouldn't more people be Cloud Striders? <laughs> That's right, because the Cloud Strider sacrifices. A Cloud Strider must have affinity, awareness, and altruism. You cannot be a Cloud Strider if you demand things from other people. Maelstrom made the Uplift Coven stop and now we are very careful to teach everyone to be better citizens when they are young because good children grow up into good adults and even good cloud striders. That's all for today, Ninos. Three, two, one, now have fun. And remember, thank you, cloud striders. Carly to Capybara, Capybara Corner, season 44, episode two. You're having a lot of fun with this. Yes. And because we had that that week break between actually it was a couple weeks between the first part of this book and the lot, you know, this part, I was sitting here like you're hosting tonight, why are you first? But no, after listening to this it makes sense. So the Uplift Coven, they're bad <laughs> because they're selfish and mean. Because they're selfish and mean. From what we can tell without reading ahead, what we can pull apart from this, since we're not cheating and just like reading ahead, Maelstrom actually started the school that teaches the Cloud Striders. Okay. Which, which makes sense, given the fact that the last half of this is talking about like... Yeah. Yeah. So she started a special school called the Azur Academy. So she's the one that decided to train a bunch of people to be Cloud Striders. But we know only two people are Cloud Striders at once. So what do you do when you have like 30 people who are trained to be Cloud Striders and like sacrifice their time? But you can't actually take all of them. Is it a lot like when you train to be like a SEAL? I, I don't know. Or whatever kind of like you do you would they get mad? I I would think so. And I mean, uh, judging by what was said in this entry alone, 
Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm led to believe that that's pretty much what happened with the the uplift coven. Like, and this is me thinking ahead. I have not read ahead. This is me trying to think of like why the uplift coven would be the way they they're described here. It could be that they were part of this school and they were being trained to become cloud striders but given the fact that there's only two at a time they wanted to all become cloud striders okay so So i have read this entire book okay and thinking back on other things we know about the cloud striders at this point especially things of like what nimbus has told us outside of this book too yeah especially how nimbus was like yeah nimbus was like 13 um when nimbus was chosen from school like and was trained because nimbus went to azure academy okay and i think nimbus couldn't have been the only one to be trained nimbus had to be like the best one in the class right to have been selected it literally valedictorian i'm assuming right and I'm like, wow, if Nimbus was a valedictorian, what kind of fucking class was it? Oof. <laughs> or it might have been it. like the opposite of the valedictorian. Whoever was at the bottom. <laughs> oh, God. Like, but if that was the way that it works out of that kind of class where you're selected or woken up, because at that point, everyone, I think, was asleep. <laughs> and so... You're woken up. You're essentially pulled out of cryo. And then a bunch of like shit is injected into you. And you're that's what you're made into. And you're like 14 at that point or 15. Which means that the Nimbus we have in game is like not even 18 yet. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense about personality. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm hmm. Because like I, I'll just come out and say like I I am not a fan of Nimbus. I can understand the representation there. I I I'm not faulting anybody for liking Nimbus as a character. It's just for me, it seems like the character kind of ruins the tone of like all the major shit going down. Man, I am just like really upset. That that is our non-binary representation. Yeah, I don't want to say it like that, but yeah, I'm just like, I mean, I guess. And like like I said, I I understand representation matters and I'm not faulting anybody for Nimbus coming off the way they come off. It's just for me, it, it it's that's not it. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so getting back on topic, the Maelstrom, whoever that is, because we're not reading ahead, uh, started the school, as far as we know. Um, She was scary to the Vex and did a lot of battles against them, and she was a smart leader, and she was one of the earlier Cloud Striders, as far as we know. She was teaching other people on Neptune to defend themselves because it sounded like they still had a standing army back then. Right. Because they were like still battling 
the Vex constantly. That makes me start thinking that like the Uplift Coven, sorry, the the Academy, the Aster Academy, mm-hmm. is training people to become Cloud Striders, essentially generals mm-hmm. for whatever this, this standing army is. And the Uplift Coven was like, well, we were all training. Why can't we all be generals? It seems like Maelstrom was a very early Cloud Strider, especially if they started the school for Cloud Striders. Yeah. So in terms of like the timeline of of Cloud Striders, I think it was like right after the first Cloud Strider. I think they're like the second one. I I could I could see them being somewhere in the top five, like in the first five, simply because of how short of a lifespan they have. Mm -hmm. But no, like judging by the fact that there are certain things still being brought up, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things being created, like the Academy, you know, they're, they're dealing with uh, an uprising essentially, or, or a, Mm -hmm. a cult forming a rogue militia. I guess. So like, I don't see it being like the second cloud strider because at that point, everybody is still like, they're still trying to create the, their city still trying to create the actual like defenses. So I, I don't think a rogue militia would form that early in Neomuna's history. Mm -hmm. And, And like, this is just me talking aloud, like thinking out loud. So I just I I I see Maelstrom being one of the first, but not like in the first couple. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would be nice if we had a timeline. We do have a timeline. It's under timeline on Ishtar. Ishtarcollective.net slash timeline. The whole timeline is there. Shall we read the next one? It will shed more light on this for you. Yeah. Okay, why don't you read the next one? This entry is Cedric Asur, Neomuna Archive Systems, Recovery Protocol, Audio Log, Mike Alpha Echo Lima 092751, Security, Delta Delta, File Deleted. Papa Foxtrot 04761016. Restoring. Recording follows. You're a good kid, Geist. Sorry for shooting you, but you gave me the business better than I expected. My fault for picking the best to be my protege. Hope an audio apology is good enough. You were all good kids. That's really the problem, wasn't it? Train 22 kids to be gods, and then only pick one as Cloud Strider. My stupidest idea in a lifetime of them. There's so much to learn about this new body. I thought we'd just train candidates up early in sim, screen out the ones who couldn't handle it, Damn if you kids didn't rise to every challenge. And I spent so much time talking about the danger and the thrill that I never shared 
the first lesson of being the Cloud Strider. You don't die after 10 years. You die the second you gulp your first breath with those new nanite-enhanced lungs. You don't get to be human anymore. Not with this kind of power. You don't get foibles or fears or wants. You're an ideal. You need to be the best things about this city. The kindness, the empathy, the courage. And you give up the luxury of weakness. All of you were driven, talented. But Geist, you were the only one who didn't need it. You were the one who'd help this city as a civvy or a strider. And looks like I was right to not pick Apur and Ligari and their little coven. Ten terrorists with Cloud Strider training. No matter what the history books say, that's my legacy. I know you wanted me to go soft on them. I did too. But, like I said, we don't get the luxury of wants. But I'm free, kid. My warranty's up. But I'm leaving you a present. Something my mentor left me. The kill codes for Sidereal. Hit that switch, and you never have to doom another soul to this life. The rest of the city has to step up instead. Every regret I have, I can't bring myself to end it. Maybe you have what it takes. You can even blame me. Uh, I won't tell. So, we learned about what Cedric Assur had to do, who is our Cloud Strider, um, the Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. And they had to kill a bunch of kids. <laughs> which is yeah. awful. Well, and... and- it, it's awful, but considering what they those kids were doing, yeah, it's understandable. They were attacking the sidereal, which is the place where you become a cloud strider, the thing that allows you to get all of your nanites injected into your body. No, no. My question is, when was this lore book actually being written. What do you mean? Because, like, I can see certain references to real life with with this. Like, this specific entry. Are you talking about, like... That thing that happened in January, like... Yeah, I was gonna say, was this a January blah, blah, blah reference? Yeah, that, you got exactly what I was referencing. Um, uh-huh. A January blood blood reference from the American problem that we have. Cause like I can I can see the 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 inspiration for it. Mm-hmm. Because like art mimics life. Right. You know, what better stories can people write up if they're if they're, you know, Pulling from from real life experiences. 
Right. So like that's that was my big thing is like I, yeah. I can see real life inspiration for this specific entry. I could totally see that. They're just trying to do uh, terrorism at a location and some sort of insurrection, maybe. And like this person was their mentor and it sucks. They have to. uh, I can't imagine like having to kill people that you mentored and like instructed. Right. And helped raise essentially, and they turn against you, like right. Like this paragraph right here. All of you were driven, talented, but geist, you were the only one who didn't need it. You were the one who'd helped the city as a civvy or a strider. And looks like I was right not to pick a poor Anne Legary and their little coven. Then the the like, thing you were the one who'd help the city as a civvy or a strider. Right. Like this person was the one who would do it either way. Right. Not because like, they had the position or you know the augmentations or anything like that. They like they their specific life goal was to help the city. Yeah. And that's why they were chosen. Whereas like everybody else the moment they weren't chosen, they turned into a, a cult and started, you know, trying to do an insurrection. Yeah. You know, it said there are 10 terrorists with Cloud Strider training. Yeah. It looks like Geist really was their protege and really was a Cloud Strider. Yeah. So, sorry for shooting you. Right. So I don't know if Geist was helping the terrorists or like was helping the kids or was maybe protecting them and saying like, please don't kill them. Like just arrest them. Cause I'm wondering, this is I, what I think went down is that Geist saw them attacking and then tried to say, no, please don't kill them. And just wanted to like, and just got caught in the middle of it. And especially with the line here, I know you wanted me to go soft on them. I did too. Yeah. But like I said, we don't get the luxury of wants. So like that makes me think that Geist stepped in the way. Mm-hmm. Like whatever was going on, Geist stepped in the way to stop Asur from doing something to the the coven. Yeah. And and it, looping it back to what you were saying, you know, you're a good kid, Geist. Sorry for shooting you. Mm-hmm. But you gave me the business better than I expected. Yeah. My fault for picking the best to be my protege. So it looks like Geist really is a Cloud Strider. Probably the new one was trying to fight Maelstrom and protecting the terrorists and saying, please don't kill them. And Geist is so new they never got the actual lesson of you don't get this lesson right here. You don't get foibles or fears or wants. You're an ideal. You give up the luxury of weakness. Yeah. And we don't get the luxury of wants and maelstrom in the end. You can blame me. I won't tell. So, yeah, I I think that's, I think that's how it went down. Uh, like this, this is rough. This is maelstrom apologizing to 
Geist, but like the incident itself, I, I think it went down that Geist was being converted. I think it was more like Geist went along with them trying to stop them. Yeah, it could could be. And then Geist tried to keep them from getting killed and they got killed anyway. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it is. Uh, we do have a definition for sidereal. Um, it is of or with respect to the distant stars. For example, constellations or fixed stars, not the sun or planets. Well, I think that's my final thoughts on this entry. I think so. Me too. Ready to move on? Uh, yes. All right. The next one is the Strider. One, two, three. Eyes on me, Ninos. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That's right. It's Cloud Strider Day. And what do the Cloud Striders do? <gasps> right again, they keep us all safe. And how do we tell them thank you? By remembering them. Today, we will learn about the Strider. She was the very first Cloud Strider, and the one they named themselves after. Before the Strider, we did not have a special protector for the city, and that meant we all had to fight every day. We had many weapons and implants to make ourselves strong, but not the special synthesis that makes the Cloud Strider special. And many more Neomuni had to be soldiers and transform their bodies to protect the city and get hurt. The Strider saw us suffering she worried that fighting so much would hurt our hearts, and she knew that one person can make all the difference. So, she took her courage and her wits and her strength and created the Sidereal. Do you know what the Sidereal is, Ninos? That's right! The Sidereal is a special place where one person gives up their normal life to become a Cloud Strider and live for us all. The Strider gave us the Sidereal. The Cloud Strider fights so we can have peace, so we could be more than just soldiers. That's all for today, Ninos. Three, two, one. Now have fun. And remember, thank you, Cloud Striders. Carlita Capybara, Capybara Corner, Season 45, Episode 51. Carlita is just jumping all around. Carlita does not know what's going on. Carlita, you gotta do this in order, man. You're just like, like you're telling them what the you're telling what the sidereal is in a season forty five episode fifty one. Like season forty four was the last like two cloud striders that and and. We're on season 45 and episode 51. Like, the fuck, Carlita? Apparently, Rindle says Carlita is the Neomuni kids version of Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> so true. Oh, my God. It's so true. <laughs> Carlita's like, now, kids, do you know what murder is? <laughs> That's right. That's all for today, Ninos. That's right. <laughs> Three, two, one. Now have fun. Murder. 
God. Time for death. <laughs> oh, God. And then it's... <laughs> hey, kids, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> Lol. <laughs> hey, kids, put your money in this basket for me. <laughs> put your lunch money in the basket for me, kids. Uh, I don't know how to respond to this. You respond to it by putting your lunch money in this basket, Elmas. I got you a dollar. I can buy me some chalky milk. <laughs> um. <sighs> but no, like, th this one's very straightforward, actually. It's... Yeah. It's the beginnings of the Cloud Striders. Mm-hmm. Although, the, the one thing that, that was mentioned here... um. Before the Strider, we did not have a special protector for the city, and that meant we all had to fight every day. We had many weapons and implants to make ourselves strong, but not the special synthesis that makes the Cloud Strider special. That makes it sound like everybody has a lot of the implants that, that, yeah, like it, it's, it's specifically a lot of implants to make their bodies stronger to enhance them but none of them are like the nanites that that were mentioned in the previous one where it you know enhances the lungs or enhances eyesight or anything i'm wondering how much how many implants they need to be able to be like put to sleep or in hibernation in order to like kind of keep them alive or if they needed more implants in the beginning and then they've like tapered it off towards the end. Or if they've even tapered off at all. Like for all we know, the implants might just be a fact of life at this point. And it, it honestly, it could also be because of the, uh, the specific environment. Neptune is not exactly, you know, kind. So Quite literally, they, they need to have the implants in order to survive it. And because it's on or under constant siege from uh, the Vex, they have implants for those. And I mean, they're not guardians. And right. you're probably right. It, they probably do need some sort of implants for like quick healing and... Stuff like that. They, I mean, we don't know what kind of implants they probably had anyway during the Golden Age. Right. What kind of medicine did they have back then? We don't know. Right. Like, we are, like, real life, we are currently nowhere near a Golden Age. No, but, we're the opposite of a Golden Age. But, like, look at all the implants that people have and people are right. getting. So, like, that makes me think that, okay, so, yeah... It, from the Golden Age, people were definitely getting some kind of enhancement to their body. Right. And and not just the upgrade to EXO. Well, should we read the next one? Absolutely. Okay. So, for this next one, I'm going to be two different characters, and Elvis is going to be the doctor in this one. I'm going to be both the mother and the daughter. Bear with me. It's going to be great. <clears throat> okay. 
So this one is entitled Michaela Julaha. Neomuna Department of Health. Patient ID ML Jula 00027.1395. Dated error. Audio recording. Status confidential. Mom! <laughs> hey, baby! Oh! I saw you on the feed! You were amazing! Does your arm hurt? On this thing? Nah, Doc says this one should grow back. Maybe in a couple of days. Closer to 24 hours, actually. Your abnormal nanite colony seems to coordinate repairs better every cycle. And I asked Nurse Chakwas to not let anyone in here. After seven years, you still haven't figured out no nurse can keep this girl out of anything. Well, nice as it is to see you, Amma. Please wait in the lounge. I'd like to speak to your mother alone. I want her here for this. You're sure? Subject out of recording range. Michaela, there's a lot we still don't understand after the accident. Your nanite colony and the cultures we've taken are all going strong. Your cloud arc nodes are still doing whatever it is they do. Even your original assistive socket is pristine, and we should be swapping that every five years. But? But this is all a lot of strain for your organic parts. The human body was never meant to heal this fast or push this hard. No. There's extensive micro-scarring across your liver, heart, kidneys, spleen, and brain. The big five. If I can figure out how to suppress your nanite colony long enough to operate, we can start replacing- Assume you can't. Subject out of recording range. Eight months. Maybe ten if we keep you off the front lines. No. Hey, you come here, little one. You can't die. Hey, no, dying's just the part of life everyone does. It's boring. I should have died a long time ago. I just got a few more years to watch you grow up and love your daddy, and honey, I got to save people. I need you. You don't need me. You got a better mama inside you, made up from all those good memories. That mama will always be there when you need her. Can I... Can I just stay here with you a little while? I don't want anything else in the whole world, baby girl. God. That's really sad. Yeah, that is. You okay, buddy? Ugh, yeah. You wanna wait a second? Oh, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm Okay. I'm good. Um it like it, it said here, uh it but this is all a lot of strain for your organic parts. The human body was never meant to heal this fast or push this hard. 
So then that causes extensive microscarring across the liver, heart, kidneys, spleen, and brain. And a lot of that is because of the nanites that are in Michaela's body. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's happening to Cloud Striders. Like they, they get injected with the nanites at the sidereal, and then it causes, you know, the quick healing and the the constant like pulling at from from within and external and everything like it's it's and especially with fighting the vex like that god that's yeah that's rough that is yeah i mean it's so straightforward like it is she is but still yeah and see the way that it's worded even your original assistive socket is pristine, and we should be swapping that every five years. So I'm wondering if everyone has that. Right. Or if that's just Cloud Striders. Well, so I think the assistive socket is actually related back to like being plugged into the cloud arc. It's like oh, okay. it's like that that neck. It's like being jacked into the matrix. It, I, I was just about to say that. It's just like yeah. the neck USB port from the Matrix. Yeah. The oatmeal port. Yeah. But then, like, because of all the nanites in Michaela's body and fighting the the Vex and protecting the city from, from anything and everything, it's just, it's a lot of wear and tear on her body. 801's creamy USB port. Oh, God. You're welcome. That is, is, that's what makes me think is what really is the cause of that 10 year expiry date on the, uh, mm-hmm. the cloud striders. Like it's just, it's at that point that the body just starts breaking down because it can't sustain it anymore. Yeah. Like it, it's just all used up. Yeah, I'm wondering if at that point is when they can no longer like do battle and they're just doing their body is just like barely doing maintenance. And so that's when they kind of like take all of the extra parts out and they just like decompose essentially like in a hospital bed. It, it's the light or it's the uh, Cloud Strider version of being put on hospice. Yeah, which is just like so depressing. There's um, I think it's the Titan Boots. That have that Rohan's mentor when they died and he like watched them die. Yeah. It was one of the saddest things I've ever read. We'll have to do that one. It's just like <laughs> so depressing. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. That that is the uh that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's they just kind of like waste away into nothing. And that's kind of like what hospice is like. Like it's not a pretty way to go. I mean, like no. death isn't pretty. And I th- a lot of this season and this expansion has been that. Has been like that exploration of death isn't pretty. Death is messy. And you can't really plan for it. Really. No. There's, there's no way to truly plan for, for death. No. Like, even if you 
do have everything prepared, like, you know, a, a will and making sure that it's, you know, as up to date as possible, making sure everybody understands what's happening. And, you know, you've already said goodbyes and stuff like even if you are prepared, you're still not prepared enough. Yeah. I feel like this book was written backwards. I feel that too. We went from the newest Cloud Strider to the oldest Cloud Strider, which is how it was when we did the when we did the missions. Because we went from the newest one to the oldest one. Didn't we if you remember? Like I'm I'm trying to remember in which order we fixed the uh the behemoths. It was the same order. As it, this. it was left to right. Yeah. Okay. No, it was we. I think the middle one was the last one, maybe. Because like, I don't think it was like. Because like, I'm I'm trying to think of like if if we actually repaired them in like some kind of reversed order, it would make sense no, I, for the book being in reverse. Well, I know that the ones that we did in the missions match the book right so but i don't think it matches like in the way it's laid out no in the thing because i think the strider one is in the middle being the most important one or the first one i think it's like the most prominent one there in the back i don't want to say like the largest one i just think it's like the most prominent it wouldn't surprise me if these were the first four I think they are because looking now at the timeline, now that we've read all of them, now I can go back to the timeline on Ishtar. The city of Neomuna is founded and it says blah, blah, blah. Hidden away under the storms of Neptune is the city of Neomuna where humanity did not suffer the dark age with great storms denying detection of their civilization. The first light bearers are then risen on earth. And then the Cabal Empire and Fallen Houses arrive. And then the Cloud Arc is next. Um, using the paracausal dimensional fold created by the veil around Neomuna, the Neomuni create a digital network version of their city where people can live and work inside. Over time, the Cloud Arc is expanded from a simple simulated storage space into an entire world by Conrad Jane, who would one day become the Cloud Strider Blue Jay. And then newly risen light bearers take power as warlords over Earth is next. Uh, then Michaela Julaha becomes the first cloud strider after an accident. Then an accident in nanite experiments turns Michaela Julaha into the very first cloud strider known as the strider. The sidereal is created so as to transform many more individuals in just the same way as she was. Then the uplift coven happens. On Neomuna, a group of people known as the Uplift Coven attempt to impose their rule over the Neomuni civilians by converting their entire membership into Cloud Striders. Cloud Strider Maelstrom puts a stop to their rebellion before they can become Cloud Striders. Then Cloud Strider Stargazer journeys to Earth. Stargazer returns to the Earth where he deletes all records of Neptune and the Exodus Indigo using the Myahaladi submind. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's not that the book was done in reverse or anything. It's that. No. These entries specifically jumped around. Yeah. 
Because the thing that happens after that is Lords of Iron rise to end a tyranny of warlords. And then the Crucible is started. A system wherein disputes are settled between Risen through combat by warlords across the planet. This would be one of the first systems to tie together all light bearers across the globe and would continue for many centuries to come. And then Felwinter comes. And then A Drifter's Tale is after that. Okay. And then A Speaker's Mask. And then The Last City is founded. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Takanome Rangers guide refugees to the city. And then Osiris trains under Lord Felwinter and Nerwin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then the Awoken return from the distributary. Man. Man. Things are happening. Things are happening. Yeah. And then shit happens. A bunch of stuff happens. Some some Marasov stuff. St. 14 is rescued by a mysterious guardian. Then Zavala comes back to life. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof is right. Then the grief of Zavala. Faction wars. Oh, man. Faction wars. Let's go. <laughs> then the consensus is formed. And then the city. Now it's a city age. And then the stuff happens. And then we know what happens after that. Yeah. Yeah. Six fronts. Cyrus. All that stuff. I mean, we could we could do an entire episode on all of that. We're not going to. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you like the book? I did. Um, I, I think actually the best parts about it were from Carlita Capybara. <laughs> Why? I I had the most fun listening to those bits. Oh, thank you. Like they were entertaining. You did a phenomenal job. Thank you. They were really fun. Yeah, they were. Thanks so much. Um, what about you? Did you enjoy it? Um, yeah. The book was really good. I really enjoyed the super whitewashed version compared to like the very jarring, like very real versions after that because like when you first listen to like the very blues clues like bluey whatever version that you listen to <laughs> first like yeah. miss rachel version and then you get like whatever is happening in the next version you're like what the hell what you're like right. okay i get how right i get how they whitewashed it Right, like you, you get because I know that they wrote the the real version first, mm-hmm. and then whitewashed it. But it's like, wow, <laughs> it's very Cause, scary. Because like, because like you've got the props to them. You've got the bluey version, and then mm-hmm. you've got what appears like a freaking court transcript or something, you know. Yeah. And it reveals an ugly truth. Oh, yeah. So, like... The court transcript of, like, Rindle turned up to 12, like... Right. Like, I lost friends that day. And you're like, what happened? (laughs) Like, people are getting silenced. People died. And in the other one, it's just like, 
man, you know what? He just closed a portal. It's fine. Like, and then later you read on the swarmers, like other stuff happened that maybe wasn't involved, but kids were taken by the Vex. And what the hell is happening in this city? A lot of not good. What is going on? And what? It's a lot of You're injecting nanites into your... You're essentially putting like SIVA++ into you in this city. That's what Cloud Striders are doing. They're like, you know what sounds like a great idea? Putting SIVA into myself to make myself a super god. And they're like, maybe don't. I don't know. Stop. Just, just don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, it's just like, I don't want to put SIVA++ in me. <laughs> it seems like a bad idea. But these guys are like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It seems like a great idea. Right. Mm-hmm. This is Nia Muna 2077. <laughs> just injecting all sorts of stuff into ourselves. That's always so. a good idea. Rindle got my joke. Get it? Siva 20 plus plus, yeah. not just C plus plus. Oh, no, I, I, funny, I got it. A funny programming joke. <laughs> I got it. It was just not immediately where my mind went. I know, I know, I know. This funny joke, though, funny. Um, this was a really good book. I really enjoyed it. I think they really missed the mark on a lot of their lore in the actual expansion itself. But this book, some of the other Niamuna books kind of made up for it a little bit. I wish the lore was more cohesive in the actual expansion. In the campaign. Yeah, in the actual campaign itself and wasn't such a mess and didn't feel so slapdash. I agree with that. Um, because it really kind of like ruined the campaign experience for me. I I agree with that. Because like with with how the campaign went, it felt like you were dealing with Callus. Oh, and, and Strand. But then you go back to Callus. But then back to Strand. And then back to Callus. Oh, but a mission it's, for Strand. Like, it's like Rohan's death was totally preventable because it's like, oh, you can only use a darkness subclass. I'm like, I'm using stasis right now. I literally am not using Strand. Well, and... and Why can I not save him? Well, and... and Question mark? Like... We have this whole subclass over here we've been using for two years. So so we're really good at. Did you forget about it all of a sudden? I paid $70 <laughs> for it. So the, the problem that I had was that Rohan's death was very meaningless. Transparent. It was. Like as as soon as It was the only transparent thing in the entire thing because the rest of it was like yeah. oh the veil you know what that is right we don't even need to talk about it like we do stop for a second <laughs> tell me what it is no <laughs> oh, strand you know what that is right and like no we don't it's green spaghetti <laughs> well and <laughs> tell and me what it is so so they do actually <sighs> dive into that 
there's a cutscene where Osiris is talking about Strand, and even then, he barely talks about it. Oh, I, I, I get it, and it's still not. But no, so like you have to read the entire lore book. Well, no, and so do side quests until you fully understand what it is. There, there was something like Osiris and listen to his little like light and and see for me personally i understood it from the actual cutscene it was a cutscene between osiris and nimbus and osiris yeah, the the inkblot cutscene no really or at least it it might have been leading up to the inkblot cutscene but it was just it, it was osiris talking about how it was a psychic link between all living things and then Nimbus was like, yeah, the river of souls one. Right. Right. Like that specific cutscene is what solidified what strand is to me. Well, the thing with strand is that you have to go with the flow and that's why Osiris will always be shit at strand. Because if, if there's anyone who's good with going with the flow and not doing as they're ordered, you know, not forcing their way through it. It's Osiris. Oh no, it's not. And this is why, because he always forces his way through. He always kicks the door in and he doesn't go with the flow. <laughs> he doesn't know how to go with the flow. Like ever since Sagira died, he has no idea how to go with the flow. That is fair. Because going with the flow means relaxing. He has no idea how to do that. That is fair, especially like, since Sagira's death. Yeah, bitch has no idea how to relax. Like, I even when she was alive, like, he's never relaxed a day in his life. Like, even like with his burb husband, he was always like, "I'm gonna go to the center of the galaxy. I'm gonna find like the seat of the tree of silver wings." Mert. Like, he did not relax ever. Only when he was like writing dumb poetry did he relax. And even then. Probably not. Even then he didn't relax. Yeah. He doesn't know how to relax. He's so bad at it. So bad at it. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't No. He's gonna be really bad at it. He needs to learn how to relax if he wants to be good at strand. But yeah. I mean he'll be eventually become a master of it when he realizes he needs to just go with the flow. And it, I, I've got a feeling that that's that's pretty much where the story is gonna go. Essentially, we're yeah. going to have some kind of leader for each of the the subclasses. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's not even going to be like each class has a leader anymore. Like it, it's going to be yeah. subclasses. Yeah, I mean, even Doom points out in chat um, a really good point of how uh, Osiris handled during the campaign. He is like, why haven't you mastered this ability? We found out about an hour ago. <laughs> it's like, yeah. chill, man. Like, I will figure it out when I figure it out. Like, chill. Hella. Just relax. Go with the flow. Oh, wait, you can't. Like, You're this not is why I mastered, I mastered the green spaghetti and you did not. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, do you have Osiris is sitting there like, 
Guardian, you've had this for an hour. Why aren't you a master yet? Yeah. And my stupid ass is going, I have ADHD. I didn't focus half the time. Yep, exactly. Anyway, do you have any shout outs? Uh, fuck, I knew this was coming. Oh my God, do you not have one planned? You always do. You know what? Shout out to work husband, John. <gasps> Hi, work husband, uh, John. Tonight, we, we started playing Deep Rock. Oh, how's he liking it? Oh, he had a blast. Cool. And it it was it was so much fun. Like I I very nice. I really love that game and I forgot how much I loved it. What about you? Shout out. Um shout out to everyone who harassed me on Twitter last week when I had a really milk toast lukewarm take about Bungie increasing their prices. By $2, $3, because, you know, the price of money isn't worth what it used to be. And they have to pay their employees and, you know, pay for power and pay for servers. And all of you little, like, bitches were like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe they have to increase the prices of their season passes. Like, of course they do. You think they're running a charity? Of course they aren't. They're running a fucking business. This is capitalism. Like, this isn't a charity. You don't get things for free. This isn't for free. This is, you pay money for this game. This game isn't free to play. It has never been free to play. It's free to try. You could try it for free. You don't get to keep it for free. That's hilarious. Well, I mean, today this, this week you lose the right to your kneecaps. This week, well, literally all of you. I am done with you. Done with all of you. The thing to remember is that even with drugs, the first taste is free. The first taste is free, and then you're just going to sell all of your belongings in your house for the rest of it. <laughs> anyway. Uh. So, um, yeah, so all of you that sent me death threats and everything else, like, love you. No, you don't. I don't. I wouldn't either. Fuck those people. Because that was fun. Man, I held that in for so long. I was doing so good, too. Felt like you, you <sighs> held on to it for, like, ages. Maybe like a week. Oh, my God. You know what? I am a really nice person. Except like I am. Oh, my God. I'm just losing my patience with Twitter, man. I am on it like less and less. And it's just so much better for my mental health. We post less and less on our Mm -hmm. own Twitter. Like I just put episodes up now because I'm just like, I can't. Elon and your weird bullshit. I can't deal with you anymore can't deal with you twitter has gotten so weird like please just turn on like turn on all of your um uh, notifications for us because all i'm gonna do is like post when our stuff goes up or turn on notifications on whatever podcast like well, and, and wherever you listen to us, just subscribe, and so you'll get notifications when we post. And heck, like, like I, I've been going on less and less as well. Yeah, 
it's gotten weird. There's a lot of bots have like shown up lately, and it's like the weird bots. What? Like Twitter feels weird now, right? Well, so like with it's a constant dumpster fire with the the Twitter Destiny community to the point that like I don't even tune in any, anymore for that. Pokemon is still good for the most part, but like for just some of the the regular posting, like it, it's just not worth it anymore. Yeah. So like. I log on just to check how things are maybe like twice a day for five minutes each. And then I'm just, I'm Mm -hmm. off of it. I mean, we'll be, we'll still be around. Absolutely. We're just like not going to post as much. So just put on notifications for us. You'll know when episodes post. And if anybody actually wants to to talk to us, like find us in, in the discord. We're in discord all the time. Discord is the place to be. So, yep. That leads us straight into reminders. <laughs> Man, you are so good at this. Uh, and we also have special thanks. The audio for this episode. I can't speak English anymore. ABC. The special thanks. The audio for this episode was produced by Rindle Zivas. You can find him on Twitter at Rindle Zivas. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. He is amazing. Uh, please go follow him, actually. He does all the artwork on uh, Ishtar Collective as well, and he's a good friend of ours. Uh, the music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy because they love their content creators most of the time. If you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. They are the resource we use to make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Here are some reminders for you. We are on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey it's orchid. You can tweet at Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. Branding. Ugh, branding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> branding. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. Branding. You can leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews. Let us know about it because I don't always check where they are. So, you know, we'll hear about it once in a while. Join our Discord at discord.gg slash lorehub. Um, there's also a link in the description for this episode if that's easier for you. You can find us on Instagram. I'm going to try to figure out how to do that again instead of just watching reels that people send me on Instagram. Uh, we are at Guardians of Lore, not branding. Uh, or <laughs> Guardian So Flore. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore branding. Every little bit helps, and we really do appreciate it. Say goodbye, Elemist. Goodbye, Elemist. Oh, you said it. Okay, goodbye. Otters. Are slippery. <laughs> they are. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Take care. <laughs>